Hey there, welcome to the podcast. My name's Tim and I'm your host. On this episode, I sit down with Catherine Heath, a social media and digital marketing expert, as well as an advocate for ethical and sustainable business. We touch on her journey, an ethical directory she co-founded, some recent headlines and tips to live a more conscious existence. Before we get into it, quick word from my sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by Clavio, Clavio, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. Whether you're launching your e-commerce business or taking your brand to the next level, Clavio gives you the tools to get growing faster. That's why it's trusted by over 30,000 e-commerce brands. Build your contact list, send emails that pop, and create marketing moments that build valuable customer relationships over any distance. Get started for free today. Visit clavio.com slash your basket is empty to create your free account. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash your basket is empty. Enjoy the episode. Catherine, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Hi, yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm not too bad. You know what? I, I've just realized I'm in the, the upstairs spare room and there is a building work going on outside the window. So the window is closed and it's become quite a hot box in this room. <laughs> and I've, I've only just realized at 4.26 on a Thursday afternoon <laughs> that it's incredibly hot in here. So uh, yeah, if, if you don't hear from me and I've passed out, maybe maybe call an ambulance. Send someone around. <laughs> yeah, send someone around, please. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's look, um, it, very warm. <laughs> It's very warm, yeah, which is which is lovely. Um, so, I mean, I usually start these things by, you know, trying a little, learn a little bit more about like your journey to this point. So maybe you could, yeah, talk me through it. Sure. Um, yeah, I guess I uh, grew up in Brighton, um, sort of going way back. Um, went off to university um, and studied digital digital media, um, and then after university, wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. Um, went off to Australia for about a year and a half where I sort of just avoided anything <laughs> adult, I guess. Um, yep. I did spend most of my time working, but it was um, mostly horse riding and mustering and oh, wow. cattle yes. ranch stuff. Um, so completely different to what I'm doing now. Um, and then when I came back from Australia, I moved to London um, to work with a photographer um, who, who I met through a friend and his focus was the hospitality industry. Um, I really have always really liked photography um, and thought I wanted to, to go down that route. Um, we did a lot of it at university and at college. So yeah, that, that's kind of where I was heading. Um, but through working with him for a few years in London and with quite a few sort of marketing teams of hotels and restaurants, I started to realize that it wasn't just photography I wanted to do. I wanted to do everything that kind of came after that um, or after and before. Um, so looking at kind of the the brand as a whole um, and how photography fits into that and such a, a sort of, it's a, an important but quite a small part when once you start getting into it. Um, so I've, I don't particularly have any, um, I don't kind of have any big agency background or um sort of formal marketing education um it's all kind of self-taught um but then when i left and joined a sort of sustainable um startup and i guess a year or so before that i sort of started taking an interest in sustainability and from both a personal point of view and a brand point of view and i think it's when more brands like that had started popping up 
um, and I sort of started noticing noticing it more and more in their messaging. Um, and then, so yeah, I, I joined this startup. Um, I've never really been um, one to use recruitment sites or anything like that. So I sort of went out there and found them um, and sort of found a company that I thought I really shared values with and wanted to work with. Um, joined them didn't didn't particularly work out the way I expected it to for one reason or another um, and I wasn't there for that long but after that um, a guy I'd met who I'd, I'd met through a few networking events and sort of worked with um, briefly in the past reached out to see what I was doing um, he wanted to start growing um, his full service agency and I've been there I joined them in the beginning of 2017 and I've been there ever since wow it's quite the journey so <laughs> i think that's everything <laughs> yeah 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 i mean the, the, i mean we could talk for for half an hour on the, the mustering in australia and i do agree <laughs> that that is a very good location to um pursue endeavors of the uh non-adult persuasion so yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, glad you had, I'm glad you had a good time there so on 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 top of that and, and kind of suppose it would be good to learn a little bit more about more this like what what is that and how does that fit into your current world yeah sure um so i think over the last probably three or four years um like i said i've kind of developed more of an interest in sustainability and I, i'm a big advocate for more kind of outdoor living um and people just spending you spending more time in nature and i think the more you realize how important that is to you the more you realize how important it is to protect those places um, and you start realizing the impact that you yourself are having and businesses are having and I'd noticed that I always quite liked curating and finding things and then kind of pulling them together and showing people you know introducing people to new things that they might, might not have seen but I know they'd be interested in um, and that's how more this sort of started is I I use Instagram quite a lot and I was just coming across more and more of these quite small, some of them, but brands just really trying to do good. Um, and that's what made me think there needs to be a place where these are all kind of brought together under one roof. So it's easy for people to find them and not necessarily, I wanted it to be where people aren't looking for a specific product. They're looking to be introduced to the brand first. So it's almost they, they come across a brand that shares their values and then they purchase something rather than thinking, I want this because it's fashionable and then finding whichever brand sort of does it cheapest or how, how they want it to be. Um, so that was the kind of the premise. Um, and I met my co-founder, Rachel, um, actually through Instagram, um, through a sort of shared interest in a lot of these brands. And, and yeah, we've, it's been, it's been through a couple of iterations um, we've built the entire thing ourselves and it's just going through a rebrand at the moment so the whole mm. site will look very different soon um, but yeah now now we're just focusing on on growing it and working out what kind of content is actually helpful to to people um, and introducing these brands in a more um, in a more personal way I guess and introducing the people behind them rather than just the sort of sustainable credentials they've got 
Yeah, that's really interesting. So, it, 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 what, what would you consider it? Is, is it, is it, dare I say, a side, side hustle? Is this like, a, is it a passion project? Is this something that you, you, you're looking to commercialize at some point, or is this something you just like really enjoy doing? You know, uh, you know, um, their time. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit of both. To be fair, um, I think we would like to commercialize it at some point, but we've always been more focused on kind of getting it right first. Um, you know, the aim when we started wasn't to make loads of money out of it it was just something that we felt needed to be there um and and to be honest it's i find it very helpful with the work that i do at hug being connected with these lots of different brands doing things in different ways um and talking about what they do in different ways you know there's sustainability but there are so many different aspects to it it's really interesting to see people talk about the different things that they're doing um, you know, even sort of fashion brand to fashion brand, there's so many nuances within the way they communicate um, that I find that really interesting. So it actually really helps um, the work I do at Hug as well, which is which is cool. So I quite like kind of bringing the two together as much as I can. Yeah, it's kind of like a it's like a it's like a cool uh, um, research project, like you're doing on yeah. the side that informs, and then they're equally Hugs like a research project for you know what you're doing yeah. all this yeah i mean yeah, exactly. I, I, it's a common thing right like i think so many people have got kind of different facets to what their professional careers and or personal lives look like and molding and then becoming one potential thing is is kind of a common thing right now um particularly yeah, definitely. about it yeah um so i suppose that yeah uh, sustainability was was a bit of a uh, uh, a topic that we wanted to explore um, in, in, in yeah. a little bit more detail. So I, I'm keen to understand from your experience, like how do you define a conscious brand? Are they sustainable? Are they ethical? Are they both? I think for me, um, it's much more about the way they make decisions. Um, it's making decisions for the right reasons and making sure that you're each time you're making a decision, you, you come back to the reason you started um, I think the it's not well. I think some of the one of the things that especially smaller brands struggle with is thinking that they have to do everything perfectly from the beginning. Um, you know, it's it's almost impossible to be a completely sustainable brand. Um, you know, as you're running a business, you're you're taking things from the planet, and it's very hard to put all of that back. <laughs> but you know, we can be reducing our impact. Um, yeah. and I think it's businesses that are making those conscious decisions about learning um educating themselves learning from others that have already done it not thinking and not getting complacent and thinking okay this is the way we do things so we'll just carry on like this forever it's that kind of constantly like asking can we do this better um and and looking a bit going a bit deeper i think you know things like the the plastic straw problem um with bars and restaurants you know yes plastic straws are an issue but they're a very small issue compared to uh, you know, a, multi, a multiple um, multitude of things that are causing problems in just that particular industry. Um, so I think it's, it's brands that are taking the reason for doing it and taking it a bit deeper rather than just that kind of surface level, okay, we, just, we can't have plastic straws now because it, it looks wrong. <laughs> well, you know, sort of doing it because they feel they have to. Um, I think brands that are kind of that are conscious from the beginning are doing things for their own right reasons. Yeah, I mean that's a really really interesting way of looking at it. I've never thought about it like that. I suppose there's also an element where 
you know, the, 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 the other side of the coin, which is the consumer, right? Like what's palatable to them, right? Changing yeah. from a plastic straw to a, 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 a pasta one, pretty easy, you know, yeah. saying to a consumer, you, you, you can now no longer take an airline anywhere is a bit more of a difficult yeah, <laughs> proposition, <exactly>. right? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I suppose that leads on to my, my next question. And, and I feel that it, it's based on that idea of the, the, the consciousness of the brand and the decision making. And like, it's very clear that a lot of brands have kind of like jumped on the bandwagon, right? They've jumped on the sustainability bandwagon. Yeah. But do you think that it, is that okay? Like is a collective sustainability mindset, whether it's done for pure sustainability reasons or there's more of a commercial slant, like is, is, is that okay? Or is it posing other challenges? Um, I mean, I think it's good that big brands are doing things, um, whether it's always for the right reasons or not, because it gets the message out there. Um, I think, you know, smaller brands do struggle to to get their points across to enough and uh, enough people to make change. Um, whereas collectively, if we get that message right, then it is more likely to, to fuel change. And then hopefully those changes will become deeper. Um, Plus, I think people do see through things very easily these days. You know, there's a lot there's a lot out there about transparency. Brands find it very hard to to hide things, um, and you know, you're just asking for trouble by trying to hide things. It will come out at some point um, and probably not do you a lot of good. Um, so yeah, I think I think it is good, but at the same time, I think when you've got very big, so you know, a, a big fashion brand, for example, if they bring out a conscious collection i think without if they don't go into too much detail and are not transparent about the fact that they're doing it but then theirs isn't perfect either it's you've got this issue where people think oh okay a, a sustainable jumper can still just cost 20 pounds why do these small brands still have to charge so much more so it, it makes the small brands still look really expensive in the eyes of, of the consumer. Um, so I think things like that, uh, maybe not, not so ideal. Um, but I think you're right. Generally as a collective, we do have more power to make change. So as long as the message is right. Um, I read something the other day, um, someone posted on Instagram, a sort of quote about being vegan and how, you know, being a vegan doesn't automatically make you this sort of higher ethical, um, morally correct person and eating meat doesn't make you a monster. Um, <laughs> you know, it's all about, it is all about the balance and it's doing those two things. You, you can be a vegan, but you can still be incredibly, um, have an incredibly bad impact on the planet and you can eat meat and have a really good impact on the planet. So it's all about, it's not just those two things. Um, it goes a lot deeper than that. Yeah, yeah. I think that the, 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 the extremist view is very easy to to take right, and like a more balanced yeah. perspective is always always I think a, a, a good amount of balance is always a good thing. Um, so I suppose taking on uh, or following on from some of the things that you you've discussed there, and, and you may or may not have been referring to it, but I'm I'm going to sort of like drop it in uh, anonymously yeah. but with, with some of the the recent headlines uh that, that we've seen here in the uk do, do you think there is a, a move away from things like fast fashion um or, or do you think it's, it's a momentary blip um 
I I think there is. Um, I think, I mean, you see two sides of it, don't you? It's very easy to get stuck in a bubble of, you know, I, I see from what I follow on social media and the things I read that there's all these new ethical and sustainable brands, you know, trying to do good and making things um, to order and very low um, zero waste batches and that kind of thing. I think, oh, this is great. Like, this is everything's moving in the right direction. But then you see the queues outside Primark, um, yeah, and on high streets, you know, okay, no, it's <laughs> maybe it's not. Um, it's very easy to get to get stuck in your own sort of echo chamber. I think, especially mm. online. Um, but I think at the same time, you've got brands like Thrift um, and Depop, where yep. it's actually it's becoming or it has become cool to have secondhand stuff, and I think that's made a massive difference. That there's also a lot of um, much more curated, like vintage online stores, places you can rent clothing. I think that's going to make a big difference because it's now okay to do that. It's not this, oh God, I've got to wear, you know, my sister's hand-me-downs or something just just because I have to. It's, I want to. Um, you know, and it's an understanding that it is protecting the planet if I do that and it's it's helping other people. So I think things like that will really help. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's a really interesting point that like emergence of like secondhand or re 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 recyclable concepts, right? Um, and yeah. there's some really cool brands doing some really cool stuff in in that space. It, it a slight tangent, but what you were talking about before about like perspective and easy to bash like fast fashion brands, which you know I don't personally agree with, but it's something I've been doing recently. <laughs> I'm trying to broaden my horizon, and no shit. I've been going on to Fox News to see like what the the you know the my my you know the alternate Tim reality looks like and 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 trying to sort of broaden it and say like yeah, okay I yeah. do live in an echo chamber right I'm going to step outside that and and see what 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 you know the kind of the reverse or the opposite would look like and to be yeah. totally honest it's not that interesting I thought I was going to be totally like maybe I need to read more you know of the other ones the Rupert Murdoch owned you know like tabloid yeah. papers to get a real insight but I think yeah there's an element of that right like staying in an echo middle class you know echo chamber and yeah. kind of like uh, poo-pooing you know things like boohoo or whatever is very yeah. easy you know and 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 there are it's very easy to take swipes at it. And, you know, I definitely think there are reasons why those things should really reconsider the way that they operate. However, you know, I think perspective is, is, is a really good thing. And it's, it's, it's a, yeah, very, very, very good way to look at the world. If you can, if you've got Yeah, exactly. I think you just have to realize that you're, yeah, you are seeing it through your eyes only. Um, and that people have, it, it, I think it's just figuring out why people are making the decisions they do. Um, you know, so you've got things like, Boohoo and um, those kind of real fast fashion and cheap sites, and you just think, okay, why are people using them, and how can we how can we still meet those needs but in a better way? Yeah, um, yeah. And the Depop example is a really good one, right? Like in terms of demographic and who they're trying to target, I would say that there's yeah. a lot of crossover between them and say someone like Boohoo. So there are okay. ways to kind of fulfil. You know, everyone's got different whatever needs and wants and desires yeah. but at the same time like how can we do it in a in a, in a way that isn't like <laughs> exploiting people or k killing the environment yeah yeah um, exactly i think it's helping people understand those issues i think you know it's so far it's so far removed that when you think okay, i really need one of these or i want one of those you 
whoever the person who made it who wasn't paid properly or who has terrible living conditions is so far away from that thinking about that thought process is so far away from your current i really need one of these i need it by friday like how how do i get it i don't want to spend a fortune that you're not you're not thinking about you're not in the same frame of mind for both of those conversations and i think it's it's finding a way of bringing those together a bit more um, yeah so that the entire decision process has a few more factors based in sort of baked into it rather than just how much is it and how quickly can i get it so i've been trying as best as i can uh, through the last few podcasts i've done to avoid covid conversations however i think that <laughs> yeah. it's, it's such a uh, a mammoth uh, event that it, it's it's hard to ignore so without getting too into the the drudgery of covid I, i've been asking people generally like you know do you think the recent period that we've gone through has changed consumer behavior forever or like with the fast fashion uh, question before like is is it a bit of more of a momentary blip um with covid i think uh, sadly i think it might be a bit of a blip um i i think there's a lot of brands that have done well out of it and it's been you know mostly good timing um like we work for example with um the ethical butcher which um they they launched they're an online um butchery and all of their meat comes from farms who practice uh, regenerative agriculture and they launched at the beginning of february and you know, just as just before everything hit and they had a very successful few months um purely because of the fact you know people weren't going weren't able to do their normal routines and so shopping online became the normal um for lack of a better word and um yeah and, and people a lot of people found them during that time that i think it would have taken longer to build up that momentum had everyone been um able to go about their not their normal routines i think people were were looking for alternatives and you know delivery was a struggle and they were looking for alternatives perhaps had a little bit more time to spend looking at things um so that that was really interesting and they they've done um you know very well out of it which is great um so i think from that perspective and i i just kind of hope that a lot of people people consider staying with them rather than going back to their supermarket shop but i think a lot of people will go back um to what they were doing before whether it's out of convenience or you know lifestyle choices it's sort of it's hard to know but i think a lot of it will go back um you know we've seen i i was living down in brighton um for three or four months while whilst um lockdown was on and the the beaches and everything parks were really clean and it was lovely um and quiet and you know it's come back almost worse um mm. than it was before you know they had a lot of problems down there with littering um people on the beaches um you know, there were some new cafes that just opened up recently and they've already been graffitied all over and things like that oh, nice. just seem to be getting worse rather than getting better which is which is a shame um yeah well, I so, suppose yeah. it's, it, 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 it feeds into the, 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 the darker side of the COVID bit, and that is the underlying yes. economic challenges and societal impacts that this whole thing's going to have, where you've got, like, yeah. you know, really, really um, 
big potential problems, right? Anyway, that's a whole other thing. It's interesting though you talk about this is a slight sidestep again. Um, but the the, the the rubbish thing, I don't I can't quite get it. And and so my I'm, my yeah. mom's Irish and, and I spent I, I've uh, lived in Ireland for for a while as well and seemed to be a thing there. But I don't know if you remember when you're in Australia, but certainly when I was growing up there, like everything was pristine and maybe this is a rose tinted slightly you know because yes. of time I, I don't remember exactly but we had a thing there it was a big thing it was called clean up australia day right and yeah. like just everything was like i don't ever remember like if i ever dropped a, a something on the street people would like come and yeah. tell you like what, what the fuck are you doing do you know what i mean whereas yeah, yeah. i find here it, it, it's not the same and I, and I don't know if it's because it's just fucking loads of people right like 60 million people compared to 20 million so it's just yeah but it's, it seems to be a thing here. I, I think it is, um, and it has got it has got noticeably worse. I know my parents have said it. You know, they've lived in Brighton their entire lives, um, and they've always said that that Brighton is just getting it's just getting worse and worse. Um, mm. You know, the the litter and the, and the kind of problems being caused everywhere. Um, but I think you're right. In Australia, like you've got the the same with Australia. You know, on the coast where you've got very dedicated areas where you can have barbecues or picnics, but there's no. Yeah drinking in public and you know there's just not the same same mentality around it i noticed when i was living there you know people take everything down to the beach but then they take it all away again yeah um yeah. in england for some reason it just doesn't happen but i think yeah i spent some time in italy and that was not great either like i remember my yeah. girlfriend saying like we're going to these amazing beaches i was like oh sick and then we got there i was like dude there's rubbish everywhere. Like, what, yeah, what's, what's, going what's going on here? What's going on? Yeah. Here? And then anyway. you've got um, places like you know Singapore. I, I spent just a couple of days um, in Singapore what, when traveling to Australia, and that was just incredible. Like, you're not allowed to eat on even in the train stations or tubes or anything. And just it's bliss. Um, everywhere is just so clean. Um, and my my parents have been to Japan recently, said it's the same. And I think it's just having there's, there's a lot more respect for your environment and other people, and yeah. that we seem to have lost a little bit over here. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, that we'll, we'll park that that, yes, that concept for, for a moment. <laughs> yeah. So I suppose, um, like, I, I want to learn a little bit more about you and and, and like, so you you lead you know, it sounds like a, a quite a conscious life, right? So, you know, say if you, someone came to you wanting to lead a more conscious ethical life, like what would be your advice to them? Where would they start? Um, I would say starting small is probably the biggest bit of advice. I think it can be so overwhelming trying to do everything at once and feeling like you've got to make all these huge changes that sort of disrupt your life quite a bit. Um, and finding things that work you work for you um as an example like we a number of years ago started shopping at a local farmer's market on a saturday and we have done ever since um but it's it's part of our sort of saturday morning routine like we we know the people that run it they're good friends of ours now and we go there because we want to not just to do the food shop and go um and so i understand that for a lot of people, that's not necessarily an option, um, or it's it's potentially something they don't enjoy doing. Um, you know, people you don't if you're not particularly um, outgoing, or you don't like to spend lots of time kind of talking to different people about the products you're buying, you'd rather just have it delivered. Then 
you know, there are there are plenty of alternatives, things like Oddbox um, mm. or Able and Coal, where you've got those services that will deliver it to you. Um, so it's, it's still finding things that, you know, you don't have to go uh, to your local farm and buy your meat and you don't have to go to a farmer's market. There are plenty of other ways of doing it. I think it's finding ways that feel right to you, um, which can be quite, yeah, it can be, it can be challenging, but I think feeling like you don't have to do what everyone else is doing. There are, there are plenty of alternatives. Yeah. And I suppose it, 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 it feeds into the idea of sustainability. If it's something you don't like doing, you're probably not going to do it no, <laughs> forever, exactly. right? So, yeah. yeah. And also there, I think there is an element like there is a societal pressure on us all to kind of self-flagellate if we don't do X, right? And yeah, if you can do it where it's something that you're into and you can do it with baby steps, like that's a nice way. I suppose the same as like, you know, if one wants to get into exercise or whatever, right? It's the same concept, you know, don't, yeah, exactly. don't try and do a marathon like in, in three months time, like, you know, maybe do yeah, take it one step at a time. 5k run first. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's finding it's, it's changing habits, you know, rather than making big changes that like you said, are not sustainable in both senses of the word um, that, you know, you can't continue. It's, it's thinking about those kind of everyday things of, you know, I know when I started thinking about it more, the first, the first things that I changed were things in the home. So started getting refills of like shampoo and conditioner, that kind of thing. Um, uh, refills for washing up liquid laundry. And then, and that's the kind of stuff that you do it once you realize that actually getting re refills can be really easy and if you get a big tub you don't have to do it very often at all and next time you go back you do the same thing and it, it becomes part of your routine um, and that is much easier than saying i'm going vegan and not really, <laughs> not really well, knowing I'm, why i'm going vegan i'm buying an electric car and i'm never catching an airplane ever again that's it yeah exactly i'm, I'm done and exactly. yeah 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 um so I suppose with like, you've got quite a lot going on, like how do you maintain balance or perspective? you have any tips or tricks? Maybe not trips. Um, I would say getting outside as much as possible is my thing. Um, I find it hard to switch off and just, and to do nothing. Um, but I can do that when I'm outside. Um, so I really like open water swimming, any exercise. I've never been a member of a gym. Um, I, I can't stand the thought of exercising indoors. Just doesn't, you know, it doesn't make any sense. Why would you sit on a bike inside if you could be on a bike outside? Um, so yeah, but for me, it's, it's getting outside exercise, um, and eating well. I, I try to, it's not always, doesn't always happen. Um, but I notice it, I feel noticeably better when I do, when I'm able to get up early, I'm eating well, uh, not drinking that much, getting enough sleep, all, all those kind of little things that you know make you feel really good. But sometimes you sort of go through days where, or weeks where you're not doing that. Um, so yeah, I, I think lots of little things, but generally getting outside and exercise and fresh air are really important for me. What about advice? Has anyone given you any interesting advice that you would like to impart with the the world the many 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 listeners i've got here on the podcast <laughs> um there's not, there's, there's not that many <laughs> i've 
I swear I've, I've listened to you know podcast interviews before and listened to uh, read books and you always kind of come across people saying yes there's this one kind of defining moment where so and so said this to me um, and it stuck with me forever and to be honest I don't really have anything like that um, not that sticks to mind anyway um, but there have been a couple of things um, that I've read, I guess, that have stuck. I'm a big fan of um, Yvonne Chouinard, Patagonia's founder. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had a quote that is something like, um, that the, going back to a simpler life based on, I think, living by sufficiency rather than excess is not a step backwards. Um, and that's always been quite prominent for me in that, you know, simplifying it, it, simplifying things is not a bad thing um, and it's not making things necessarily easier um, and having like, simplifying things can be quite hard but mm, arguably harder things. right yeah exactly yeah. Um, I think that ties into or for me anyway it ties it crosses all aspects of what I do so from a personal perspective it comes down to living and you know the things you have in your home and kind of really simplifying your your life and enjoying those very simple moments um, through to when we're doing kind of brand, like building brands and working with brands that are either stuck in a rut or sort of don't know what to say and who to say it to. It's, it really comes back to simplifying it and narrowing things down to kind of where, why you started and why you do what you do. Um, So yeah, that, that sort of simplification things for me is really important and, works across everything i like i think it's a nice it's a, it's a simple mantra right keep it simple yeah 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 um I, i'm keen to kind of draw it to a close so the the, the final thing it, it, it's it's a uh it's it's an unabashed plug like where can people find you where can can people connect with you you know um more this like what's the website you know all that sort of stuff yeah sure so i guess a couple of places um more this is just more this.co.uk um and we, there's a there are links to social on there as well. Uh, my the agency I work for, Hug London, is huglondon.com. Um, I'm Catherine on Catherine Heath on LinkedIn, and Catherine Heath, but with an underscore at the beginning on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and it probably Instagram and LinkedIn I use the most. There you go. Expect a flurry, an <laughs> influx of activity on all of your different channels. Um, <laughs> Catherine, that was really good. It was really nice to speak to you. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks, Tim. Really good. Thank you. Speak to you soon. There you have it. A big shout out to Catherine for being on the show. I'd highly recommend you go and check out morethis.co.uk and find Catherine on all her social media channels. Before I go, a quick word from my sponsor, Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. If you want to learn more, go visit them at klaviyo.com slash your basket is empty. And finally, if you like the podcast, show it some love by liking, subscribing and downloading. I will see you all next time. Bye. Taking notes to the dark.